Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I'll need the Bible in a minute. That's all right. How are we all? All right? Yeah? You sure? Okay. I'll tell you what. Beautiful worship. Um, and uh, I was on streaming sound up the back stairs. So one of the advantages is you get to listen to it under headphones. And it's like, oh, beautiful. So I had someone up there who was helping out today. And I said, oh, listen to this. And I took off the headphones and said, oh, it was beautiful. It's like, oh, my word. You could, I don't know whether you can hear the Holy Spirit in that way, like, but, but we could. Uh, so I don't know about you lot down here, but it's amazing. Um, okay. Talk, Chris. The talk. <laughs> Let me get to the right set of slides and everything. Da, da, da. Okay. Yes. Brilliant. If I can have the first one up, that would be uh, fab. Thank you. Ooh. Got a slight ringing. <clears throat> okay. Let it rain. January 2022. That's now. And let it rain. And there is a song... Um, that we sometimes sing, it's just a little refrain really, that goes, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, etc., etc. So the, that is the theme over the next few weeks. Um, in February, we're going to look a bit more at family. And in March, we're doing something else. Anyway, this verse here is why we came here. This verse is not only why Nick and I came here, it's why you're here now. God says, so you can put your name in. You have not chosen me, Dave. You have not chosen me. Kaz, or whoever, you have not chosen me, your name, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting. Okay, well, I think that's really exciting. That means you're not here by accident. I don't care if you're passing through for three weeks. You're not here by accident. God says, I've chosen you. I've handpicked you. Literally, you. Uh, Paul, is there any chance he could just come down? It's, it just is ringing a bit. I'm so sorry. It's just my sensitive ears. Um, I don't mind just shouting a bit more if that helps. Uh, so you haven't chosen me, but I have actually chosen you. I've appointed you. I've placed you. And I've purposefully planted you so that you would stand still and bear fruit. So that you would go and bear fruit. I love, like, how can those two coexist? But God says, I've planted you so that you can go and bear fruit. So God says, I've planted you in Asher Vineyard so that you can go and bear fruit. Which I think is really exciting. Come on. God's actually placed, this is not an accident, God has placed you here. Even if you're coming and checking us out, that's cool too. Even if you're online, that's cool too. So over the years, 
We've been going for 11 and a bit years. We have seen um, fantastic change in so many people and situations over the years. I'm just going to list a, f- a few things. We've seen many, many people say yes to a relationship with Jesus. Quite literally, thousands of meals have been provided through all kinds of different things that we have done and projects we've run. I've said thousands again have found hope and love and acceptance through choirs, messy church, small groups, toddles, bumps to babes, wine club, books club, book club, headstrong, thousand hours, family camp, beehive, hundreds of Sundays, alphas, courses. There are so many things. I gave up trying to complete the list because I thought if I'm not careful, I'm going to get to that stage where I leave one thing out. But there have been so many things. We've seen weddings, funerals, baptisms, births. A lot of babies in 11 years, can I just say that? We have been on television, in the papers, local news, radio countless times. Thousands of people through Asher Vineyard have been prayed for that God would break in. So many youth and kids over the years having so much fun. We've seen hundreds and hundreds of miracles of healing and provision. Hundreds of healings we have seen and miracles of provision. We've seen a whole stack of smiles over the years and many tears, sometimes of anguish, sometimes tears of joy. Since we've been here, we've planted out two churches and encouraged many, many others. We've donated thousands of pounds to various causes and people. Through podcasts and streaming, we have again reached thousands with the news that God is good. This venue, even just this space, is used for many diverse groups, supporting new mums, people with addictions, rainbows, karate, rough sleepers, birthday party, awards evenings, gigs, all kinds of things. God has done so much through the life of Asher Vineyard, and we are so, so grateful. We are a group of people, we are a family who are rich in stories. Rich in stories. And we lean back into the stories and gratitude and we lead forward into vision and where we long to go and what we long to see. So there was a guy in the Old Testament called, no, that one, called Zechariah. And Zechariah was around, we're now back to about 500, 520 years B.C., I'm just setting a quick bit of context, and I'm coming on to the best-known verse. <clears throat> so there was a, at the time of Zechariah, it was um, King Cyrus of Persia allowed 50,000 Israelites to be able to come to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. The temple, of course, to the Israelites was the place where God dwelt. God dwelt in a tent called the tabernacle, and then when God brought them into their promised land fully and through Solomon, a first temple was built and God said, I no longer live in a tent, I now live in a building. Amazing thing is, thank God, he no longer lives in buildings, he now lives in us and he loves to hang out in buildings too. And King Cyrus of Persia allowed 50,000 Israelites to come back and he said, you can come back because they've been scattered. God said, if you don't follow me, and keep my commands and keep loving me well, I'm telling you, other nations are going to come and invade you and take you all off as prisoners. The Israelites didn't listen. That's exactly what happened. King Cyrus of Persia, haven't got time to explain why, let 
50,000 of them come back after a certain period of time and start to rebuild the temple. Now, this all happened under the governor of Jerusalem, whose name looks like Zerubbabel. And you can pronounce it how you like, but I doubt whether many people, unless you really are a Hebrew scholar, will ever pronounce his name correctly, because it's actually Zerubbabel. So for all those people who've seen the word looks like Zerubbabel, it's Zerubbabel. You can say it like that to people and they'll go, oh, so learned, so learned. So he was the governor of Jerusalem at the time. And there were these two prophets, because not everyone could prophesy, because not everyone had the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the cross. But at the time, not everyone had the Holy Spirit. So God raised up prophets to be able to speak to the church. He does still raise up prophets. But at the time, and so there were really two that were around at the time, Zechariah, Haggai. Now, Haggai more spoke to the Israelites about literally the physical rebuilding. And Zechariah's um, angle was more about you need to get your life in order or else this cycle is just going to keep repeating, essentially. I mean, that's a terrible paraphrase, but that's roughly what happened. So they had done some reconstruction of the temple. They kind of made them start, but the neighbours around weren't very, really very happy, so nothing changes there. And um, it had been stopped. But then God started speaking to his prophets and basically said, no, 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 you need to, you need to keep going. So there's a, 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 what happened with Zechariah, let's go on to that. What happened with Zechariah was he had a series of visions. Now, we don't know whether they were awake visions or sleep visions. It doesn't really matter. The point was God showed him stuff. Uh, that is really the main point. So in one of the, um, in one of the chapters, uh, in chapter 4, it says this, And the angel who talked with me, so this is Zechariah seeing a vision, and he says, Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and one on on the other, sorry, and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these? And the angel said, don't you know? (laughs) Uh, No, my lord, I replied. (laughs) I love this. And it's figurative and it's weird. I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top, seven lamps on it, seven channels to the lamps. Seven is a special number. Anyway, also there are two olive trees by it, one on the right, one on the da-da-da-da, like this. You'd think, I thought they were supposed to be building a temple. What is this? Well, then we get on to the, probably the most famous verse of, any, if anyone knows a verse in Zechariah, this is normally the one they know. Where it says, so he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And then the verse, the chapter carries on. And in many senses, of all the chapters of Zechariah, this is the key one. And it really hinges around this verse. So in actual fact, what you have is where... um, the, the two olive trees are basically representative of a continual flow of the Holy Spirit. Olive produce oil. Oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so this is why he talks about, he sees this picture of olives, olive trees either side. And then the word comes to him and says, it's not by might or by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. That's what the two olive trees represent. 
So basically, what you have is you have people who've been given a very practical job to do, build a building. This is not rocket science. It's build a building. You only just need to get a few stonemasons, a few architects, a few kind of decent handymen and women together, handy people, as they're now known. Um, and you get them together and you start building. And God says, you're not going to do this by your own might or by your own power. You're not going to do it. Honestly, I would think, I probably could, God, if I'm honest. I mean, sure, you're giving me my breath into my body and like, I get that thing. But you know what? If I were that way inclined, I'm not, you know, I, I could probably knock up a building. I mean, how hard can it be, right? And God says, you're, you're just not going to do this in your own strength. It's not by might or by power. It's only going to be by my spirit. And that is, the, that is the leaning of that verse. See, human effort will only ever get us so far. So if you look, in, um, if you look in, in the Gospels, the books that tell the stories of what Jesus did, there was the lad who had um, two loaves, five, other way around, five loaves, two fish. At best, that will feed two people. That's what human effort looks like, feeding two people. It's not by might or by power. God says, watch this. Jesus said, just get them sat down in groups of 50 and start handing it out. What, the five loaves and the two fish you want us to start handing that out? Yeah, because it's not by might or by power. It's not by what you can do. It's by what I can do, saith the Lord. Human effort kindly drives someone to their hospital appointment. That's a really lovely thing to do. Human effort feels sympathy for someone who has no hope. Human effort feeds the hungry and finds houses for the homeless. Also a great thing to do. Human effort can show acceptance to people. There is nothing wrong with any of those things. They're all great What human effort doesn't seem to have answers for is a broken heart. Human effort doesn't seem to have answers for guilt or sin or shame. Human effort comes up well short when someone walks around feeling condemnation. Human effort can't do much when someone is feeling worthless. Have you noticed when someone feels worthless that very often you can say to them, please don't feel worthless, you're not worthless. Have you noticed how little difference that generally makes? The kindness makes a difference, but generally those words do almost nothing. doesn't mean we shouldn't say them. I'm just making that observation. Unlike... Many years ago, when I used to watch Neighbours as a teenager, Helen Daniels was the person. She would speak to people and say, don't feel worthless, and then they wouldn't. <laughs> Think, wow, incredible. How about human effort's ability to help someone they feel, when they feel like their life is pointless? Your life isn't pointless. Still feels like it to me. And then there's nothing wrong with any of these things. And God isn't saying at that time to those group of people, 
Your human effort is pointless. I'm not interested in it. He doesn't say that. God didn't say, stand back, I'm going to build the temple. And then he does some magic spell and points a finger from heaven and the temple's there. They're going to have to do the building. But God says, you're not going to do this without my spirit. It's going to be by my spirit that you build this thing, not your human effort. So if you're going to lean one way or the other, human effort, spirit, lean spirit. You can see where we're going, right? So I love the fact that human effort can drive someone to their hospital appointment. Kindness. Isn't kindness a beautiful thing? Of course, it's part of God's nature. We love kindness. We love it when people are kindness. We particularly love it when people are sacrificially kind. You can see it's cost them something. And they still do it anyway. A beautiful thing. But I want to ask, what would happen if at Asher Vineyard, every time someone was given a lift to a medical appointment, by the time they got there, they didn't need it anymore? That's not human effort. All you were doing was willing to surrender your car and a bit of your time. Imagine that. Imagine that we have five people here who say, well, I'm going to volunteer, do volunteer driving with the Asher Volunteer Centre. And after a while, word gets around. You're going to want one of those people from Asher Vineyard. Because I tell you, I'm going to see how far you need to get to your Canterbury appointment. I'll give you till Cholock before you're turning back. Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) When we speak to someone and we have sympathy for them who has no hope, that is a really godly and beautiful thing. Absolutely. Jesus looked at the crowds and he had compassion on them. He says they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And compassion comes from here. I've said before, it literally means to make the bowels yearn, which is a pretty horrible thought, but basically... That thing for people. And in truth, I can do very little about someone who feels no hope. I can. What, have I, what can I do? It's not by might or by power. I can say all the things that anyone else would say. Don't worry, hun. Oh, I've stopped worrying now. Thanks for saying that. I feel so much better. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. And of course people say that. But do you know why they say that? Particularly, well, people who don't know Jesus... What else are they supposed to do? What else? Are you, you've got no other resources. You look in your toolbox for someone who's feeling worthless and go, all I can say is you're not worthless. I haven't got anything else. I haven't got anything else to offer. One of the greatest things, one of the greatest mysteries that humans tend to go after is they just want most people to live a full life. I just want to be happy. I hear it so many times. I just want to be happy. I deserve to be happy. I have the right to be happy. All those kinds of things. You hear it a lot. And what is humans' answer to being happy? Experiences and pleasure. That's what you go after. 
And if you have enough of them, they'll make you happy. And as soon as the adrenaline rush drops from the last thing, just find something else. And then find something else. You're here to... Oh, Siri's just told me he's here to help. That's really kind. (laughs) Who knew that Siri was the answer? (laughs) And you go again, and you go again, and you have these experiences, and you keep going after pleasure. That is basically the human answer for living a full life. And why not go after pleasure? After all, you deserve it. So I was asking God a bit about this. And I felt God say this, and it's not even on a slide. I was out walking. We'd just been on holiday um, to the Isle of Wight. Uh, The weather was utterly grim. But you can still walk in grim weather. No such thing as inappropriate weather, just inappropriate clothing. So we were still out walking. I say we. Anyway. (laughs) And um, I, I... I, spoke, I, I was listening to guys saying, God, come on, I know I'm on holiday, but I've got to talk for Sunday. And so help me f- start to formulate <clears throat> the things that are brewing and help me to express the things that are on your heart. As clear as anything, God said this, this is the year to let my Holy Spirit. And so I waited, thinking God hadn't finished the sentence. <laughs> this is the year to let my Holy Spirit... So I said, oh, God, just tell me that again. Just tell me that again. I even remember the bit of the road I was on when I was walking. This is the year to let my Holy Spirit. That's it. This is the year to let my Holy Spirit. This is the year to just let my Holy Spirit. So, I got to thinking while still walking and getting very blown and pretty wet. This is the statement about who we are. Hopefully it will come up on the screen. We are a family on a mission who creates spaces for people to encounter God, be equipped to bring life to the city, and experience the outworking of this in their day-to-day. That is who we are at and as Asher Vineyard, a family on a mission who creates spaces for people to encounter God, be equipped to bring life to the city, experience the outworking of this in their day-to-day. Now, what if we focused... Can we just leave that on the screen just for a second, if that's okay? What if we focus just on this first bit? We are a family on a mission who creates spaces. Who creates spaces for people. What if we focused even just on that first bit? Of course we want people to encounter God because when someone is feeling hopelessness, my abilities really dry up pretty quickly and God's are limitless. So why would I present someone with me when they could be presented with the one who actually holds the answers? That's just foolishness and pride and daftness and other things. So what if we just focused on these making spaces and then just simply let my Holy Spirit, just let my Holy Spirit. Let, just let him be. Let him move. Let him change. He knows what he's doing better than I do. 
better than most of you do, I'm sure. We are a family on a mission who creates spaces for people. Just let my Holy Spirit. So I then remembered that God had said, what would it look like at Asher Vineyard if this family became known for extravagant worship? And we talked a bit about this at the end of last year. And then I combined the two. So what would it look like if this place, this family, became known for extravagant worship and it was the year to let my Holy Spirit? Literally, transformation of Ashford. There would literally, I can't think of a better, it would be unavoidable that there would be transformation of Ashford. Literally unavoidable. It's not even like we would have to try. It would be try being an extravagant worshipper and letting God's Holy Spirit and then not being transformation. It would be, it, it would be, like, it would be like letting go of something and it not dropping. Because God's saying, well, it, it's just a law. It's effectively a law with a small L. It's a law. You let my Holy Spirit, you... Seek first the kingdom of God. You come after me. You sell yourself out to come after me and then watch me do nothing. <laughs> Said God, never. Literally, it's like impossible. He can't, he can't not do something because you've activated the laws of faith. You are absolutely trusting that God is about to do stuff. And so therefore, how can God not do stuff? He'd be denying who he is. That was better than that. You need to to re-watch that later on. Anyway, so I've I've written this down. It's time to stand shoulder to shoulder as family. Not bound by membership and religious duty, thank God, but by honour and love. To come before our Father in heaven and ask for more of his spirit, more power, more miracles, more change, and more utter transformation. So, yes, so (laughs) I've said it's not time to shrink back or step out for a minute, but to stand tall and step in. That's what this season is. I don't care what's going on in the world. Utterly irrelevant. Switch your news off. Focus on the kingdom. That is what what we need to be doing, regardless of anything else that's going on. And I've said it so many times. The world doesn't need a vaccine. It needs a saviour. That's what people need. That's what, that's what we long for. We need a mental health, utter reformation. And it's going to come when people know who, they're, what, who, who they were designed to be. Nick and I had this conversation earlier in the week. And I said... I can think of it no other way. If you think of yourself only as a complete bunch of atoms, you're always just going to be on your own and making random choices. If you recognize yourself as created, crafted, fashioned, designed, and you don't know what it is, and much like if you go to a, 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 a gallery, I'm often in portrait galleries, obviously, um, but that's, I, actually, I quite like portrait galleries because I like portraiture. But anyway, um, and the, but anyway, if not, you look at some of these random works of art, no offence to all the people who create them, I'm sure they're great, and you think, did a three-year-old make that or is that worth 10 million? I can't, those ones. And you look at them and you think... So then what do you do? You read what the, what the 
painter or sculptor or whatever, the artist, said about it. Ah. Ah, ah, like that. And then you can be really learned with people around you. Can you see the strong diagonals, um, etc.? You know, because if you don't know what you were created for, if you don't know who you're meant to be, if you don't know how you were designed, you've got to go to the person who made you. That's common sense, right? If I don't know what to do with my car that's a Hyundai, I go to Hyundai. And guess what? I get it regularly serviced by Hyundai because they made it. So they know it. So they know how it's supposed to work. Speaking common sense, bro. It really is, Herbs. <laughs> so I've thought of a few things coming up. We're just about to start our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And maybe you're still making up your mind, what, I've never really done fasting. Well, just pick something that you really like and then stop eating it and pray instead. Or drinking it or whatever. <clears throat> 21 days. You might think 21 days. Listen, just five minutes a day. Just five minutes a day. 12 o'clock every day. Monday to Saturday, 12 o'clock every day. We're going to be on Facebook live. Let's use Facebook for something useful. Five, ten minutes at the most. And we're basically just going to pray. Can you imagine heaven's switchboard, 12 o'clock? Heaven's switchboard incoming, suddenly, ping, 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 ping. All the lights are lighting up. And God says, it's Asher Vineyard. That's Asher Vineyard. Incoming. We got worship in the round on the 15th. Saturday. Ruth's coming. Uh, Saturday, isn't it? Is it Saturday the 15th? Is that what I've got the right date? Yeah, yeah. Saturday the 15th. I know that people have babysitting issues. I know that there are things on television. I know that VCRs were invented many, many years ago. And that enables you to watch something at a later date so you can actually be present somewhere. It's an incredible invention for which we thank God. And you might say, well, I've, I, I'm not always, I don't feel like I'm very good at worshipping. It starts by turning up. Our vision is a fire in the middle. Obviously, we can't literally do one, which is symbolic of God's presence. And then people are 50 deep, 80 deep. It's going out the door because why would you not want to be here? And that's not personal. That's not like a guilt thing. It's just literally a question. Why, why would we want to miss that? Oh, I've got family coming over. Well, get them to come over later. Get them to come along. Get them to come earlier. Oh, well, we always do it at that time. Change. Jesus. Change. I, like, I, I don't know, that kind of thing. We've got a giving day coming up at the end of this month. Why? Because we know that we're starting to have to financially build for where God is taking us next. Within two, three years, we'll be out of this building. Because it's coming to the end of its lease. We're moving on somewhere else. We want to see transformation on a scale that 100 quid just isn't going to do it. We need to start seeing the half a millions coming in. We need to start seeing the tens of thousands at least. We need to start seeing the millions coming in. And God says, you've proved yourself faithful for 11 years. I'm bringing money your way. Which is also exciting. 
so anyway, that's the giving day. And some of you, Kingdom Academy. Kingdom Academy launches next September. And the idea is that people give up around two days a week, somewhere around there. And basically, people come into an environment where they are specifically entrained to encounter equipped experience, to encounter God, to be equipped to bring change, and then experience that change in people's day-to-day. It's a specific, intense course. And guess what? God is speaking to some of you about doing it. But I, I can't give up work. Tell God you want to give up work just two days a week. They won't let me go part-time. They might. Because you have God's favor. And if God's calling you to it, then you just need to say yes to that. Yeah, but I wanted to go and travel the world. I'm not saying don't travel the world. And there are people here who we believe God has spoken so clearly to us and said, the Kingdom Academy is going to start with people initially, mainly, who are here and are willing to give up that space and time to pioneer something new. We see that in years to come, we will have a Kingdom Academy that has at least 500 people in intake. That's what we see. 500 people a year who get trained up in how to bring life to their city. And at the end of the year, you go like that, and they're gone. And they go and bring life wherever they go, and the next 500 come in. And you train them up, and you send them out, and then the next 500 come in. For those who aren't very good at maths, within four years, you'd have sent out 2,000 people who know how to bring life into every situation in which they walk. That is incredible, the transformation that can happen as a result of that. So this is the year to let my Holy Spirit This is the year to let my Holy Spirit, let it rain. Let's stand. Let it rain, God. Let it rain. We are leaving our tiredness, our lethargy, our indifference, our fear and our boredom behind us. And God, we want to step into the adventure of 2022. And we don't have to shape it on anything that's gone before because you say I'm doing a new thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I thank you, God, for all the people out there who currently don't know you who by the end of the year will be walking with you. I thank you, God, for all the people out there who are currently suffering with crippling depression who by the end of the year are going to be, in quotes from the Bible, clothed and in their right mind. Yes. Utterly set free. Like, yes, God, to that. We thank you for all those people out there who currently have cancer. And we accept the diagnosis of cancer, but never the prognosis. And instead, the doctors say this thing, and the great doctor steps in and says, no, healing, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. And God, we know we only find these answers in becoming extravagant worshippers and in letting your Holy Spirit Chris, you just, you've got some words you gathered earlier, haven't you? You can just grab a mic and I know we're slightly overrunning, but 
It's me, isn't it? The kids, expect, kids team expected it. So. <laughs> so good. Okay, cool. Um, before um, the service, some of us gather here at half past seven to pray and to worship together, and we had an amazing time this morning doing that. And um, a couple of words just came up from a couple of people who were here this morning. Um, the first of those was saying that someone felt that someone here this morning would there was a childhood faith in them that was going to be restored or unleashed or unlocked. I've added oh, those words in. Come on. But that's an uh, expansion on what, what um, was said this morning. I think there's something from your childhood that's been locked away that you've shut down that God wants to release this morning in you. So pray, uh, pray for that in a minute. But also... Let's do that one now. Who, that who one is now. that? Who, who feels that? Like they've had a childhood faith. That's two. Any more than two? It's okay. Like, don't make yourself... No? In that case, can we get hands on these two here? Yeah. That's in ask permission first, but they're yeah, right hands here. Hands up high, guys, so we can yeah, see. I can see they're right. both there. Okay, cool. Brilliant. Let's Thank get you. praying for those awesome. two. That's done. Right. Put Next. Put my phone away now. Next thing was, um, someone had a picture of a, a faint flame in the town centre. Um, so it was the bandstand trying, almost trying to burn, and it was a bit unclear and a bit blurry, and it was a really faint flame, but she felt that People need to go and blow the fire of, yeah, to blow that flame and expand it and make it shine brighter. And so, yeah, that was a picture that she had. Great. Yeah, true. So we've got, obviously, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Are there any people here who say, yeah, I'm really happy to go and visit the bandstand a few times during this 21 days of prayer and fasting and pray specifically for that thing in the town? Awesome. A few of you. Brilliant. Thank that's you awesome. so much. Thank you. Great. Yeah, we want to encourage you. That's, that's it for oh, those. Right. But, um, Great. Throughout okay. 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, please do just go to the places where you want to see, we want to see change happen, whether that's the school gates, whether that is doctor surgeries, with the William Harvey Hospital. Why not place ourselves there? Because as we carry God's presence there, we'll see change happen and his spirit's going to move across this town. The fire's going to, yeah, fan into flame all the way across Ashford these next 21 days and beyond as well. So just wanted to add that as well. Thank you. So just as, yeah, stay standing just for a minute. Nick has been um, lately um, making like a bucket list. I don't think she's going anywhere, but she, um, <laughs> she doesn't want to leave it till it's too late to fulfill her bucket list. And she's got all kinds of things on there and they're, and they're really fun and like swimming with dolphins, walking over the O2, all these kinds of things, right? And um, Nick said to me, like, what are, your, what are your big ambitions? Um, and this isn't honestly, I promise you, this is not to sound super godly or make Nick sound any less godly. <laughs> but I said, honestly, I want to see people healed of cerebral palsy. I've never seen it. I want to see, see it happen. I want to see the dead raised. That's like an ambition for me. And I'm really pleased that Nick will walk over the O2. Raising the dead is on Nick's list. She's now just justifying it. When she doesn't need to justify it, because Nick meets with God when she does these, like, um, uh, what are they, what's that thing called? Roller coaster. I nearly called it Helter Skelter. A roller coaster. Nick, Nick feels God. Nick connects with God doing those things. So there's nothing wrong with those things. But I thought, I just don't have those ambitions. I want to see the dead raised. That's like, so I would love it. We have that dream of like the, the train door opening at Ashford. And at the moment that train door opens, there's, it's just inside the carriage that miscarriages stop and where there has been infertility, suddenly there's fertility and depression lifts. And in a moment, as that carriage door opens, that's what happens. I mean, the hospital 
It's like, which ward do you start with? Do you start with A&E and go and start praying and clearing it out? Or do you start with the morgue? Like, because both are open to us. So, like, I don't know which one you start with, to be honest. A&E, there you go, we're saying A&E. I don't even know, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know how to step into that. And don't tell me you turn up at A&E, it wouldn't be very popular. But, like, that is definitely an ambition. I mean, if anyone has got the power to empty out A&E, it's us. Just think of the, the targets we could help. We could help the NHS here. All the waiting times are really long everywhere in the country except in Ashford. An hour. A&E. doesn't matter what time you go, you're never more than an hour. Why? Well, because there's this local church that just get in there and heal people and turf them out. Wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? And it's not not possible. It's utterly possible. And the things that felt impossible yesterday are possible today and tomorrow. So anyway, we're going to pray. Thank you, Father, for your spirit. We thank you that there is never a situation, a problem that you look at, that you throw your hands up and say, no, I haven't got a solution for that one. There is nothing going wrong or that isn't how you designed it on this earth for which you haven't got a plan already. And God, help us to be a people who are extravagantly worshipping and we, let, we move into spaces and just simply let your Holy Spirit Help us to become more courageous, more confident in that. Help us to let go of a fear of man and what people think of us. Help us to break out from our traditions that actually ensnare us and we don't even realize they're ensnaring us. Help us to become so alive in you that it's infectious. Help us to walk into a room and sickness flees because of your presence being in that room. In much the same way as as soon as light walks into a room, darkness is dispelled. We want the same thing, God, that demons run. God, help us to see what's possible. To be extravagant worshippers of you and let your Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Yeah, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org, or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week, and know just how loved you are.